Welcome to the art and science of difficult conversation. I'm Chris. And I'm Lucy, and we love having difficult conversations. That's right. And each week, we'll either share a tip, hear how others have gotten better at difficult conversations, or demonstrate common difficult conversations and what to do and what not to do. Let's get into it. Today, I want to I want to focus today on difficult conversations specifically, but also what makes them so difficult? Why do we get so anxious? Why do we get so tied up around these kind of conversations? So this is not necessarily going to be a long episode, but at least I want to think about some ways that make these kind of conversations so difficult. I think the first place to start really is about talking about our biology and our neurobiology. That's where I, I always like to start because I'm super interested in neuroscience. And a base instinct that we all have is fight, flight, or freeze. That's it. When we come up across a situation that is scary, that is unknown, that is unclear, we're going to have one of those three main responses. We're going to be in fight mode, so we're going to want to get aggressive. We're going to get angry. We're going to talk over another person. Or we're going to get into flight mode, where it's retreating, we're getting away, we might get quieter. Side note, if you work in a school and you see kids who generally are functioning okay, and all of a sudden you see them putting up their hoodies, you see them hiding you know, underneath things, that's a version of flight. That's a version of somebody trying to get away from a situation. And the other one is freezing, which is literally freezing up, not having any words, just being speechless, just stuck there. Right, And this is what makes difficult conversations so difficult in the moment and preparing for them. We are either in that fight, flight, or freeze moment. And what makes it more complex is when we're in that conversation, the other person will also get into the fight, flight, or freeze response. Because we can't control our emotions. The emotions just are. They are just the way they are. An awesome movement that I've seen in the culture at large recently is the idea that feelings are okay. They're not bad. They're not good. Feelings just are. They just are. That's just how our bodies respond to things. Likewise, fight, flight, or freeze is just a very normal response to things. One of our goals in these kind of difficult conversations is how do we help somebody reduce that fight, flight, or freeze response? How do we get the other person in this conversation to not be in this mode? How do we reduce that intense emotionality? And I, and I think we've all seen and experienced people in these kind of conversations. We bring up a difficult topic. And they start getting defensive. They fight back. Well, no, what about you? You do this also. Or they start talking about somebody else. Or they just might start getting loud. And what are you talking about? They might start talking over you. Or have you experienced the person that's in that flight mode? They try to retreat away from that conversation as quick as possible. Uh, or do you get to that mode? Right? Do you start getting quieter? Do you start over-accommodating to the other side because you just want to end your the conversation as soon as possible? or you're afraid to state your own position or your feelings about the situation? Or do you freeze up? I've worked with people who just freeze up in these kind of situations. They don't know what to say. They feel their blood boiling, but they just are stuck. They're frozen in spot, literally. So the goal really is how do we reduce it in ourselves, and how do we reduce somebody else's fight, flight, or freeze response? The other thing that makes difficult conversations so difficult is we are invested. 
we want some kind of outcome. We're invested in the outcome and the relationship. We want the relationship to be somewhat positive, especially if it's a working relationship that we have to continue on. You're talking to your partner about a difficult conversation. You're talking to your coworker or your own boss, or you're talking to the CEO. And you want to maintain a relationship. Even if you're trying to break up with somebody, you want to maintain a positive view of that relationship. You don't want to just have everybody be angry at you or have negative feelings about you. You want to maintain your own sense of, I'm a good person or I'm doing the right thing here. And you want that outcome. You want the outcome to whatever be whatever you want it to be. So you're so focused on that. That's what makes difficult conversations just so difficult. And what can we do about it? How can we better address it? How can we better manage these things ahead of time? The biggest thing is being prepared. Right? The more prepared you feel, the more comfortable you're going to feel getting into that situation. So as we'll talk about in other episodes, we're going to talk about how to prepare. So what do you even say? How do you structure the conversation? All of those things will make you feel more prepared. And what are you going to do if somebody does ex- exhibit these things? Because that intense emotional feeling and response sometimes throws us off our game. So what are some strategies? What are some tactics we can use to better manage somebody else's intense emotional outbursts and that's it the better we can prepare the better we know ourselves the better we can have strategies and tactics in place the more prepared we'll feel and the other thing i really recommend to people is getting better at knowing yourself you got to get better at knowing what your triggers are right what will amplify that response in you if somebody pushes back or if somebody says no does that automatically get your blood boiling? If somebody starts asking questions that you didn't expect, does that get your blood boiling? Something will happen during a conversation that typically amps up your emotions. The best thing you can do for it is understanding what is that trigger. Is it a tone that somebody uses? Is it a word? Is it anything they say or a specific phrase they use? What amps you up and then what's your plan to deal with it? And that's part of your preparation and knowing yourself. What are you going to do in the moment to protect yourself and manage yourself so that you can stay focused on the conversation? Do you need to use some kind of coping skill in the middle of it, whether it's deep breaths, whether it's deep breaths, or whether it's some kind of mindfulness activity that you use? Something must work for you. The goal for you is to find something that works. You know, for me, I will take one big deep breath when I'm in that conversation. I'll take a deep breath. And then I'll ask a question to clarify. And that gives me enough time to take another deep breath and listen and calm myself down. That's a big key. Knowing yourself is going to be a major part of this conversation. The more you can keep yourself calm, the more you can keep tensions low in the conversation. My challenge to you this week is really thinking through what are your triggers? What gets your blood boiling? What makes you want to immediately retreat from a conversation? And what is your default response? What does that look like? And once you have that, what do you do about it? What's your plan in the conversation to manage your emotions? You got to think of something. You got to find something that works for you. One phrase I've heard a lot of recently that I think is really interesting is being proactively reactive. So instead of just reacting to things in the moment, spend a lot of time at the beginning, like I'm saying now, prepare. Think about what could be your triggers. Think about what could really get your blood boiling and then plan for that. Imagine it is going to happen. So now think about what are your coping skills going to be? 
How are you going to manage your emotions and practice it? And I think there's a lot of power in being prepared for that, knowing that it's going to happen. How does that impact what you're going to do in the situation? Think about that. Come up with some stuff. And I will see you next week on the next episode.